Mood in European markets was not brilliant yesterday as Americans were off to their Labor Day holiday, leaving the old continent to its own economic worries. Meanwhile, the Reserve Bank of Australia kept its cash rate unchanged as expected at today's monetary policy meeting. But it's quite unsure whether Madame Christine Lagarde will say stop to interest rate hikes at next week's European Central Bank meeting. So welcome. This is Swiss Coast Daily Market Talk. So other than a nice 7% jump in Chinese property stocks yesterday following an apparently explosive weekend of home sales in Chinese big cities like in Beijing and in Shanghai amid the relaxed mortgage rules deployed by the Chinese government last week, remember? Well, we didn't have much on our plate at yesterday's trading session. It was rather a very, very boring session of trading day in the European markets as the US and Canada were off to their holiday and the European trading volumes were actually down by almost a third below their 30-day average. So it was a boring day. The European stock markets were slightly down as well as neither Friday's jobs optimism from the US nor this Chinese rebound on the latest property news well actually could help the European investors actually forget about their well own slowing economies and sticky inflation inflation in Europe, which was released last uh, week, remember, which probably require at least one more interest rate hike from the European Central Bank that will obviously further weigh on the underlying European economies along with the strong rally that we continue seeing in energy prices. So the German DAX index remained off for nearest 50 and 100-day moving averages as the Stock 600 index closed yesterday's trading session below its own 50-day moving average level. Now Americans coming back from their long weekend today after the latest data actually showed a sweet loosening in the U.S. jobs market last month could actually add some optimism to the mix. But again, I really, really don't think that the European indices actually offer much upside potential relative to the U.S. stocks at the moment. I mean, the most valuable European company is LVMH today. So the seller of Louis Vuitton bags and luxury accessories, while the most most valuable U.S. company is Apple, which on its side sells uh, smartphones that we use every day, iPads, computers, soon self-driving cars maybe, which will obviously be equipped with AI and other advanced technologies that are developing right now. And I'm not really sure that a bag maker even though I like the bags that they make, could ever compete with that potential that Apple has unless LVMH also starts selling, I don't know, smart bags or smart champagne. So there's one place in the old continent, however, where the stock market looks kind of more promising to me uh, today. Well, that's the UK, really, because the British FTSE 100 index, which clearly, clearly lag its continental European peers and also its American peers so far this year, is actually looking in a better place to outperform in the second half of this year. And that's simply because the index is full of energy and mining stocks and the latest energy rally that looks quite persistent to me should give a boost to the FTSE 100 index, which 
was left behind the first half's crazy AI rally and also the optimism that the Chinese consumers would spend big after the Chinese government relaxed COVID measures by the end of last year, remember? But but they do not. I mean, yes, they do. Now they're just apparently buying some homes in uh, big Chinese cities. But the latest Saishin PMI data actually showed this morning that the services in China actually grew at the weakest pace since the beginning of this year. So the news are still not brilliant from China. So I still wouldn't go full blast into the Chinese stocks or to the European luxury stocks betting on a Chinese comeback. But the FTSE 100 has actually potential for a further rise toward the 7650 then toward the 7800 levels. Now I know it's again not as exciting as AI and the technology rally and that market, so AI and technology, sure has price bubbles here and there and demands a careful screening from investors for companies that are just too overvalued right at this moment. But energy is still what's needed to get this world going. But luxury bags are not. Maybe, but maybe, somewhat cheaper luxury bags from the European brands due to a cheaper euro could do the trick moving forward. Well, I don't know that, but the euro is softening. The euro dollar remains offered below its 200-day moving average this morning, although the softening Federal Reserve expectations actually make more sense than the softening European Central Bank expectations at the moment because I am not really sure that the European Central Bank is in a good or a comfortable place to call a pose at this month's monetary policy meeting given the strength and the optic that we saw in the latest inflation figures in the Eurozone that are clearly fueled by higher energy prices and that higher energy prices still in play and it would be against everything that Madame Lagarde said in the previous meetings. You know, they just want to fight inflation. They don't care about the weakening economic fundamentals. So if the ECB expectations, which may have softened unnecessarily too much, are restored into the next European Central Bank meeting, we could actually see the euro dollar find a solid ground before the critical 106.15 Fibonacci support. But the thing is, in her latest speech yesterday, well, Kristen Lagarde didn't hint at a rate hike or a pose at the next meeting, but I still vote for a hike. But investors' optimism regarding no rate hikes is obviously totally understandable as most developed markets' central banks now tend to stop hiking interest rates to just wait and see what happens with the last tightening cycle, then pushing the rate hikes further down the road. In this context, well, the Reserve Bank of Australia kept its cash rate unchanged at the 4.1% level at its monetary policy meeting today. And the no surprise decision from the RBA weighed on the Aussie dollar, pushing the pair closer to the 64 cents level. The Euro Aussie, on the other hand, rebounded from a month dip as some investors, like me, actually saw opportunity to trade the soft Reserve Bank of Australia's versus a possibly unfunded softness in the European Central Bank expectations, which actually does justify a further upside correction in the Euro Aussie toward the 170 psychological mark, especially when the news from China remained discreeting. Elsewhere in the Pacific Ocean, well, Japan is testing the market demand for its 10 and 30 year government bonds this week as the finance ministry in Japan sells 2.7 trillion yen worth of 10 year bonds today and 900 
100 billion yen worth of 30-year bonds on Thursday this week. Now, of course, we all know that the Bank of Japan is out there and buying a massive amount of bonds to make sure that its yield curve control policy is not too much relaxed. But traders are also looking for signs of still sluggish demand from local Japanese investors that could force the Bank of Japan to act earlier than well, never really. So the Japanese 10-year yield is currently at a 9-year high level, but it's still below the 65 basis points, so it does have ways to strengthen further. And one thing is sure, when the Japanese yields will become interesting enough for the domestic Japanese funds, the domestic Japanese investors, which are also among the biggest buyers of US government papers, mind you, well, that will have the power to apply an additional and significant additional pressure on the US long-term yields. Therefore, as long as the Bank of Japan actually continues buying the Japanese government papers, well, the Japanese investors and the Japanese funds will be out there and looking for a better yield elsewhere. But the day the Bank of Japan just decides to step to the sidelines, if it ever happens, well, the impact of Japanese investors going back home to Japan could actually be significant for the US papers and hence for the rest of the world. So this is all for today. I'm Ipeko Skardeshke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading <music>